happy Sunday. Welcome to the Church of One Love. We are so glad that you're here with us this morning. Please stand now and let's sing, I Give My Thanks. Let us pray. Divine Spirit, we do give our thanks today. We give our thanks for the gift of life, for the gift of light, for the gift of the earth, for the gift of water and air, for the gift of spirit, which is the source and substance of all of it including ourselves. We give thanks for the love that made all of this, which is the love that we are, the love that we are here to express, the love that we are meant to live out in this world. May we live it out loud. May we live our love so loudly that nothing else has a chance to be heard in the face of our loud, loud love. So it is. Amen. All right. You're definitely going to stand up for this one. This is a very old spiritual, and it's fun to sing. Yeah. 
woke up this morning with my mind staying on freedom. Woke up this morning with my mind staying on freedom. I woke up this morning with my mind staying on freedom. talking with my mind stayed on freedom and that is what we are about here because to live in love to live as love to give and receive love freely is freedom it's the only freedom that we have everything that's not love ties us down we'll talk more about that later it's not supposed to be preaching at this moment but every week as we gather together, we 
repeat together our vision and our mission to keep upmost in our minds what it is that we gather for. So if you would say with me our vision together. At Church of One Love, we see a world fully transformed through the spiritual awakening of all humanity to the one love that we are. And we reach this vision by carrying out our mission. Together, we are an inclusive spiritual community, teaching unconditional love, inspiring personal transformation, celebrating diversity, and engaging in compassionate action for the greater good of all. So glad you're here. And now we have another song.
And our reading today is from Khalil Gibran's The Prophet, which we've been talking about all month. And an orator said, speak to us of freedom. And he answered, at the city gate and by your fireside, I have seen you prostrate yourself and worship your own freedom, even as slaves humble themselves before a tyrant and praise him, though he slays them. I, in the grove of the temple and in the shadow of the citadel, I have seen the freest among you wear their freedom as a yoke and a handcuff. And my heart bled within me, for you can only be free when even the desire of seeking freedom becomes a harness to you. And when you cease to speak of freedom as a goal and a fulfillment, you shall be free indeed when your days are not without a care nor your nights without a want and a grief, but rather when these things girdle your life and yet you rise above them naked and unbound. And how shall you rise beyond your days and nights unless you break the chains which you at the dawn of your understanding have fastened around your noon hour? In truth, that which you call freedom is the strongest of these chains, though its links glitter in the sun and dazzle your eyes. And what is it but a fragment of your own self you would discard that you may become free? I am free right where I am piece of the puzzle a part of the
so we're talking about freedom today. Last week, uh, Father's Day and Juneteenth fell on exactly the same day, and so I chose to go with Father's Day last week and talk about the divine masculine. And today, we are talking about freedom. Next week is the 4th of July, where many in this country celebrate our independence from England, what we call freedom. And yet, a large number of our population was not included in that freedom. And so, finally, we have made a federal holiday of Juneteenth, the day that the last slaves were freed. Now, Lincoln emancipated the slaves in 1861, and the last slaves were freed on June 19th of 1865. And, unfortunately, it was Texas that held out the longest before being willing to free our slaves. <laughs> yeah. So Juneteenth is, the beauty of this holiday, the beauty of this thought that people had been declared free, but if you don't know you're free, how free are you? If you don't know you're free, how free are you? Because as Jean-Paul Sartre said, freedom is what we do, not, is what, not what is done to us. Freedom is what we do, not what is done to us. And so as Khalil Gibran, whose wisdom we've been studying all month, says, you are not free if you are trying to have no ties to anything. That is not freedom. You are tied to not being tied to anything, which is impossible in this earthly form. The best freedom we have is the choices we make about what we tie ourselves to. And the freedom that he claims is free to be responsible for and to that which we love, that which we care for. That is freedom. Is being without someone to love freedom? It might be licensed to do what you want and not have to take anybody else into consideration. But is that freedom? Or is freedom to choose love even when it costs you time, effort, money, attention? And are you really free if you don't love first your own self? I think Jesus was very clear when he said, love your neighbor as yourself, not instead of. Not more than. Love your neighbor as yourself. It just occurred to me that I... Hello? Okay. Silly me. I was thinking, I'm not free. I'm tied to this microphone. What's happening here? What's happening here? So when we talk about freedom, what do we mean? Um, freedom, inner freedom is when we have thoughts, we have cares, we have responsibilities, but they don't have us. Yeah. We have thoughts. You're not going to be free from thoughts. I'm sorry if you thought you were going to be free from thoughts. As my mom would say, you got another think coming. Yeah. 
So, but we cannot be free from our thoughts, but, our, but we can be not their slaves. We can have them and not be had by them. We can keep them in the passenger seat and not in the driver's seat. Keep love always in the driver's seat. And freedom, obviously what we're talking about today is spiritual freedom. And obviously as well, there are freedoms that can be imposed upon the body. But when freedom is, when slavery, let's say, some kind of limit is imposed upon the body, it still is our spiritual freedom, only our spiritual freedom that can set us free. I want to read you a little story. This is a very sad, very true story. Mohini was a regal white tiger who lived for many years at the Washington, D.C. National Zoo. For most of those years, her home was in the old lion house, a typical 12 by 12 foot cage with iron bars and a cement floor. Mahini spent her days pacing restlessly back and forth in her cramped quarters. Eventually, biologists and staff worked together to create a natural habitat for her. Covering several acres, it had hills, trees, a pond, and a variety of vegetation. With excitement and anticipation, they released Mohini into her new and expansive environment. The tiger immediately sought refuge in a corner of the compound where she lived for the remainder of her life, pacing that corner until an area of 12 by 12 feet was worn bare of grass. Now that'll break your heart just reading about Mohini, but y'all, that's us. Who's holding you captive? Who is holding you captive? Is it your parents? Did they do something to you in childhood that is not allowing you to be free today? Guess what? You have the whole compound. You don't have to stay in that cage. Yes, you were caged at one time when you were helpless in a family, but you are no longer helpless. You are free, but if your mind isn't free, you cannot accept your bodily freedom. Harriet Tubman, I read my first bi biography of her when I was in the third grade, and she's long been somebody that I've just marveled at because I knew, even as a third grader, that I might not risk that. I might find a way to be the happiest slave I could be rather than risk the, take the kinds of risks that she took. I mean, think about this. She could not have escaped if she had not been absolutely free in her mind. And that mindfulness, that idea of freedom that took her over was what allowed her body then to follow and allowed other bodies to follow her because that's what she did. By knowing she was free in her mind, other slaves thought, what if I could be free too? But they had to claim that for themselves. They had to claim that for themselves before they would have the courage to follow. Now, I would like to think that today I would follow Harriet Tubman, but when I was in the third grade, I was in a cage of my family. I was in a cage of my religion. I was in a cage of my fear. And I have devoted my life since then to breaking through those cages some of them I see, 
and I have deliberately broken free from, and others, I'm sure, are still having their way with me. And when I become aware of them, and only when I become aware of them and dare to claim something new, something else, something free, will I be free of those as well. And so that's what our journey is about. What is it that you want to be free from? What is it that you want to be free from? Because freedom from care is not possible while we're embodied. It's a waste of time and energy. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. We cannot, as Khalil Gibran says, we cannot lose our cares any more than we could shed parts of ourselves. We are one with our own life. We cannot lose our cares without losing ourselves. You can't just start taking off your arms and legs. Although, again, um, Jesus talked about that. If your right hand offends you, cut it off and throw it away. Does that mean actually cut off your hand? It means whatever is not serving you, you do not have to remain tied to it. Spiritually, you can make a decision to be free, to be free from whatever it is and free from addiction. Yeah. And addiction is what people call freedom when they're trying to escape from other parts of life. Switching one imprisonment for another. That's what we do. We get addicted to things, to people, to ideas, to pastimes. We can be escaped, but not free. Because here's the deal. If you're not free now, you won't be free when your prison doors are opened. Nelson Mandela, another beautiful example of that, claimed his freedom while he was in prison. Now we know the end of the story, that he got out, that there was great healing in South Africa, that he actually became the first voted-on ruler of the country, a man of color. But he was not free when he went into prison. He was bound by his hatred. He was bound by his determination to fight back against those that he saw as wronging him. But while in prison, he gained his freedom through forgiveness, through understanding, through compassion, through seeing from all points of view, through understanding that the very best human is not better than the worst in the very worst human. And so we look at the worst inside of ourselves and we understand that other people express that too, some of them more freely than we would like. But they're not really different. And so if we deserve forgiveness for the things that we do, that we hate that we do, we must begin to allow forgiveness for everyone else as well. That's what Mandela did and he was free. The moment the doors were open, he was free. He didn't have to spend any time getting revenge, licking his wounds, seeking out the people who put him there, wasting time and energy on punitive action, but was able to say, listen, the only thing that will transform this society is love. So let's forget all that other stuff and let's find some love. Let's find some love. 
Can we be free from worry? Can we be free from worry? That, I hear that that's a theory that you can be free from worry. <laughs> I've never actually been free from worry. We always are worried, though, about not getting what we want or losing what we have. Can you think of a worry that doesn't fit in that category? Even if you think, oh, I'm so worried about him. I'm so worried that he won't get home. <laughs> that he won't get home and give me what I want from him. I'm so worried that someone will break in and take away my good. Someone will steal my friendship or my church or my car or my whatever. Can we be free from expectation? This is the hardest thing, from others' judgment. Because most of us live our lives in whatever. Some of us are, have a bigger cage than 12 by 12. Some of us have gotten a really big box, and so we don't really feel any need to go outside of that box. But if there's one thing I've learned in my spiritual journey, it's that God can't be put in a box. For years, I would just make my box bigger and bigger and bigger until finally one day it was like, oh, there is no box that holds God. There is no word that can translate the meaning of God. The very closest I can come is the word love, and so I use it a lot. And so I use it a lot. Can we be free from expectations of our culture? Many people in this room I know of went through a very, very difficult time of life breaking free from a cultural norm that someone told them was not okay. And I weep with joy for you that you were able to do that. That you were able to do that. Perry's back there going like this. Yes, yes. I celebrate with you. I celebrate with you. And I celebrate that the fact that you did that has freed a new generation of people to come out and say, it's not a big deal. This is who I am. Could you have foreseen that? Do you see how when you claim your freedom, you make a way for other people to claim their freedom? And it's not because you're free of responsibility. It's because you have taken hold of responsibility for your own life in such a way that it opens doors and inspires and frees the hearts of others. And that's freedom. That's freedom. Freedom is not license to do anything you want. And that's why January 6th happened. That's why so many people are threatened saying, my freedoms are being taken away. It's like, no, you're holding your own self in that box that you're in. No one's taking your freedom away except you. But the terror of things changing. Sometimes our box is just as big as the way things are, and we don't want anything to change about that. Nothing. For at least 20 years of my life, I openly and publicly said, I do not want to win the lottery, have no desire never played the lottery, so obviously I did have no desire, but which is fine, play the lottery or don't play the lottery, but my reasoning was my life would change too much if I suddenly had a lot of money. 
my life would change too much. Is that sad? It could be very sad. <laughs> because the thing is, if I had a lot of money, I would still have choice about whether I wanted to change anything in my life or not. And how many things could change for the better? What other choices would I have? I would have expanded choices. I, I don't know if any of you are afraid of expanded choices, but I remember the first time I went shopping, like in a department store, and knew that I didn't have to head for the red clearance sign in the corner. I still head there first. <laughs> but I don't find what I want there, I can expand my territory. I'm allowed to do that. Who was keeping me from doing it before? Me. Me. And so we begin to learn all the ways that we can free ourselves. Faulkner says we must, not, we must be free not because we claim freedom, but because we practice it. Ooh. And can one's freedom ever be bought at the expense of another's freedom? The people who marched on January 6th were not, were under the mistaken idea that they were expressing freedom. But if your expression of freedom stands in the way of harms anyone else, you are not free. You cannot be free. True freedom is never at the expense of another person. And so what they did, bless their hearts, is tie more and more and more chains around themselves. Some literal, but all metaphysical, all spiritual. And so I can have compassion for that in the way that I can have compassion for the ways that I know I tie myself up in chains. Freedom. Freedom is to live in the world with all that that means, all of the ties, all of the responsibilities, all the cares, all the worries. Maybe not all the worries. Because worry is always about then or next week. It's never about where you are right now. We can be free in each moment, as the song so beautifully said. The freedom of each moment. This freedom is to live in the world and yet rise above it spiritually. And Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. And in Romans, Paul said, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So this world has patterns. You can cooperate with them. You can fight with them. You can avoid some of them. But I promise if you avoid some, you're going to fall into others. But it doesn't matter because your freedom does not lie in these worldly patterns. Your freedom lies here. And no matter how free you are down here, you are not free until you're free up here. And no matter how fettered you are on this earth, you can obtain freedom Maybe not exactly the kind that you want, but you can obtain freedom. And only by insisting on that freedom as Harriet Tubman, as Abraham Lincoln, only by insisting on that freedom do you give permission for others to know it's possible for them. Those of you who stepped 
out of your homes or out of your schools or out of your classrooms or out of your job and said, I am no longer going to hide who I am. Not going to do it. Whatever it costs me, if it costs me my family, if it costs me my job, if it costs me friendships, they were never mine to begin with if they couldn't accept me as who I am. You, you and you and you and you and you and you and you have changed the world. That is what claiming, not just claiming, but practicing your freedom can do. Think of all of the myriad other applications that you have. Gibran says, and if it is care you would cast off, that care has been chosen by you rather than imposed upon you. And if it's a fear you would dispel, the seed of that fear is in your heart and not in the hand of the feared. All things move within your being in constant half-embrace, the desired and the dreaded, the repugnant and the cherished, the pursued and that which you would escape. These things move within you as lights and shadows in pairs that cling. And when the shadow fades and is no more, the light that lingers becomes a shadow to another light. You get that? You break free of this one, you break free into this light of freedom and you find there's a greater light and you'll hold those freedoms within you until you break through to the next one and the next one and the next one. Thus your freedom when it loses its fetters becomes itself the fetter of a greater freedom. When we rise to the divine light of understanding, that is true freedom. And there is always more. We live in a world of both and. A world of infinite love. A world of eternal grace. Can you imagine that the best that you can possibly imagine is just a tiny smidgen of what is available? But you have to get rid of what's holding you down now before you can reach that. And then you will understand there's something greater. Claim your freedom today. Happy Juneteenth. Happy Independence Day. Thank you. So we're going to take that into meditation for just a moment. Take a deep breath. Feel the air that is freely provided to you. Notice it and give thanks. Feel the cool of this room on your skin. Feel your skin. And give thanks.
know that the very heart of God is not only in your heart, but as Gibran says, you are in the very heart of God. Not somewhere else, not separate. Right now, right here, we are living in the heart of God. opportunity for perfect freedom lives always in the heart of God. And the fetters on our freedom are always at some level an agreement that we've made. So I invite you in this moment to ask the question, where am I not free? To what am I tying myself that does not serve me? or that does not provide me a place to serve. Either we serve or are served, or we have chosen to be enslaved in some capacity. this thought to permeate your mind. I am free. I am free right where I am. I'm free to stay or go. so that I may throw away the jailer's key and never have to approach the bars anymore. I am free because I set everyone free. Contemplate for a moment what you would have to let go of to feel free. And know that you don't have to let go of it right now. Nope. You don't ever have to let go of it if you don't want to. But know that it is a possibility for you.
that if you're waiting for someone to free you, it will never happen. We must claim and practice freedom. We must claim our own freedom and then practice it. when we begin to claim our freedom from the inside out, we will see how it plays out into this human universe. And no matter how dark things seem, we are free to see and pursue and express and be the light. And to know the light that we can see and experience and express and feel at this moment is but a candle to a million suns. And yet, until our candle is our focus, we will not see the million suns. I am free right where I am. I can choose freedom at any time. I have already been set free. It's time to open that telegram. And act on our freedom. is just love. Freedom to love and to be loved. Freedom to express love and share love. Freedom to cultivate love. Freedom to say the words of love. To live the actions of love. To contemplate the higher meaning of love. To receive love. In our freedom, we give and receive love freely. And so it is. Amen. And now is the time in our service where we give and receive of our tithes and gifts and offerings. So please... Hold that tithe in your hand or in your heart and say with me our offering affirmation. Together, divine love through me blesses and multiplies all that I am, all that I have, all that I give, and all that I receive 
and I am grateful. that we are holding on to that no longer serve us, it's gone when we decide. So we thank you for these gifts and offerings released in love from the gathering of this community. We take them in and we do not hold on to them. We use them for the work of love and we send them out into the world understanding that all good is God's good. It's ours to receive. It's ours to share. And we are so grateful. And we say amen. Okay, some announcements. Social hall is open. There's food back there. You can come in color. Um, Meals on Wheels, I have an update. 
So if you signed up for the Meals on Wheels, um, Darla has, is sending out registration info, or she may already have sent it out. July 12th is our first day to start delivering food in Carrollton Farmers Branch. We're going to be doing it the second and fourth Tuesday of every month. I understand that July and August are already full, so um, September or October is what we're signing up for now. If you need more information, um, contact Darla. Thank you, Darla, for taking this on. Yay. Free to feed the people who are not free to leave their homes. Um, if you don't have your cool t-shirt, it's a really cool t-shirt. It's not just a cool t-shirt, it's a cool t-shirt. So order one, pick one up if you already ordered it. The Big Sky Retreat is coming in September. I would love for any of you to join us. There are a few of us going on this retreat in a beautiful place of nature and also a lot of spiritual learning. I'm music directing that retreat and it, I've been, this will be my sixth year going and it's an amazing, amazing, beautiful opportunity. Interested in helping with Children's Church? Chris Herson is the one to contact. Our classes are ongoing Monday at 6.30, The Way of Mastery with Nancy Cock. Wednesdays, The Tao Te Ching with me. Um, we do that here in the social hall and on Zoom generally. And um, we, are we are getting to the end of the Tao and we will be choosing our next book soon. So if you want to be in on choosing the next book for study, come on and hang out with us on Wednesdays. Um, your prayer partners are standing by. Who is the prayer partner on duty today? Ah, it is Darla back in that corner. So she will be by the cry room. If you need personal prayer for anything, any celebration, any perceived need, any healing, she is there. And your prayer partners are always there. Call any one of us or the office or me or a board member to get your prayer request on our prayer list and you will be prayed over. your birthday wishes. I always feel like if we celebrate my birthday, we need to celebrate everybody's. Okay. But, um, <laughs> I appreciate that. Cake and ice cream. Cake and ice cream in the social hall afterward. Let's sing our closing song. Love is my decision. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, thank you, Jay. I forgot. It has been proposed that next Sunday in order to celebrate the 4th of July that we do um, a hot dog cookout here at the church cook outside, eat inside if it's too hot. Raise your hand if you are interested in that. It looks like we have enough to make it a go. All right, so pretend there's an announcement up here that says hot dogs after church next Sunday. <laughs> now we'll sing our closing song. Love and hot dogs are my
know that your presence here is the best birthday gift I could ever receive. Feel free to celebrate my birthday every week by showing up. <laughs>